Hey, welcome to another exciting edition of It's Raining Mets, the podcast from the CBS 21 weather team. It's meteorologist Tom Russell handling the duties this week. You know, we've been kind of doing back and forth, and then some of us had vacation. We're working from home and all that. So uh, today it's me, but a special guest alongside. We've had her on before. It's my beautiful wife, Mrs. Weatherman, Krista. Hello there. Hello there. I like having you on because, uh, you know, we always talk meteorology and we try to show off our science and all that, but you give a good perspective of the regular person just kind of going through the summer and your thoughts on the summer so far. So we're more than halfway through, uh, and if I recall, last time you were on, you are saying we were having some pretty good weather. How about now? Uh, it's too hot for me right now. Too hot. Way too hot for me. If you know me, I don't handle heat very well. I get I can't stand it, but uh, I thought most of the summer was really good. I until probably maybe the second week of July, I even commented how you wonderful did. I thought the weather was. You did. Um, now it's been pretty hot and dry, so we haven't had to worry about you know storms or severe weather as much. Uh, so it's just the heat that's keeping you out of the out of the midday sun, or what? Yeah, the past couple of weeks, it's been so bad that I, I don't even want to go outside. I don't want to go to the store, which is, for me, a big deal because I like to go to the store. But it's just way too hot. All right. Now, what about the humidity? Have you noticed that as much or just plain old heat? Oh, uh, the humidity's bad, too. Yeah, definitely. But it's just hot. Where I felt like the the majority of the summer before that, even though it was hot, it wasn't as humid, and we had such a nice breeze that it made it comfortable. Well, I will give you this comment, uh, compliment because you've gotten out a lot more, I think, this summer. Maybe because of quarantine, you and I made an effort to get out and do hikes and things. But even uh, like walking the weather weenies and those kind of things, you, you you tend to get out more. You might have waited till later in the day, mm-hmm. but don't you think you got out more this summer than in the past? Oh, definitely. The weather was was beautiful. Uh, the breeze made things much more bearable. It was really nice. But I do think quarantine had something to do with it, too. You get you can only stay in the house for so long, and then you just will put up with whatever to get out. Okay, now you talked about the heat. Is there anything you haven't done this summer because of the heat? Or maybe there's things you've, you have done. Have you, have you swam more? Have you done more walking? What do you think? Anything you didn't do? You're going to make me say this on here because I know I'm going to get in trouble later. But... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I haven't worked out in two weeks. <laughs> you don't have to do this. Isn't a confessional. You don't have to do all that. But. Well, where I where I go, it's a wonderful place, but there's no air conditioning, uh. and I don't handle the heat well. So when it's this bad, I feel like I'm going to pass out. So I haven't been. So I know I'm going to catch it. You know, right. when I go back, right. but. But again, it's the heat that's keeping you from doing that. So, Absolutely. But you have been active in other ways, as we've talked about. So you walked a little more, maybe. Uh, you and I did some uh, canoeing, right? We did that. We did some of that. We've done some tubing, which is I highly True. recommend. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to cool off. Cool yeah, off. It's been really nice. All right. Well, I'm going to get into more of the stuff, the fact that the worst of the summer is over as far as the heat. So you're excited about that a little cooler moving into August? Oh, absolutely. And I love, you know, once you get into fall, I love wait, that. Wait, wait, let's not jump the gun now. We're not ready for fall yet. Well, but it's when you get this hot, then you start thinking about when things <laughs> cool down and everything. So, so yes. So I'm you're the person on Facebook that uh, puts out the memes like, uh, Halloween's only 85 days yeah, away. Pumpkin everything. <laughs> that is you. All right. Thank you for your perspective on the uh, on the summer so far. And how do you love having me work at home? Don't you love it? Don't, 
Hello? Another reason, another reason I'm looking forward to fall. I'm really hoping. <laughs> Thank you. There she All is, right. uh, my beautiful wife, Mrs. Weatherman, her regular take on, uh, on what's happening so far this summer. So let's dive into a couple of things because when you talk about summertime, everybody talks about the dog days, right? Well, a lot of folks think the dog days have to do with August and just the summertime wearing on and you've had enough. But the dog days actually coincide with the rising of the dog star Sirius. You know, Sirius as in Sirius XM. The, uh, the Sirius is the dog star that rises in July, and it basically goes from July through early August, and then the dog days are over. So by the time we're usually talking about dog days in August, it's technically not anymore. Um, so generally the dog days, if you go back and you kind of do a little research, is July 3rd to about August 11th. Um, and it, of course, has no bearing on weather or temperature on the earth or anything like that. But it just had to do with the rising of the dog star. But I found this in, let's see here, it was a British um, writing from 1729. Here's what it said about the, uh, the dog days or what they call the doggy days of summer. Quote, the heat of the sun is so violent that men's bodies at midnight sweat as at midday. And if they be hurt, they be more sick than at any other time. Wow. Yes, yes. Yay, very near dead. <laughs> Have you felt that way this summer? You know, it hasn't cooled off at night. And that's one of those things you walk outside at uh, 10, 11 o'clock at night and you sweat. So I think that's kind of what they're, uh, what they're talking about here. Um, so it has to do more with the astrology and those dog days that are applied, of course, to the very hottest days of summer. Uh, this comes from a proverb from a farmer about a dry day versus uh, a wet day. So here's what the, uh, the little rhyme says. Dog days bright and clear indicate a good year, but when accompanied by rain, we hope for better times in vain. So we've actually had, I would say, bright and clear mostly through our dog days. So as we uh, record this year and going into August, we're still technically in the dog days, but quickly coming out of them. Again, it has to do with the constellation Sirius or the rising of the dog star, uh, and that's S-I-R-I-U-S, as in Sirius XM. So getting into the dog days and uh, starting to come out of the dog days now. So let's talk about our July and put that into perspective. Hottest July on record. Uh, so we break the record from 1999, and it was a hot month. How about this? 22 of our 31 days were 90 degrees or above. And if you remember, we had that one Sunday just a couple of weeks ago where we reached 100. That's really rare. We haven't done that since 2012. So that's a really rare occurrence. And then the other days, we had 22 of 31, 90 degrees or above. And then we had a couple other days that were 89. Um, so it was extremely, extremely hot. So when you average the highs and the lows together, we're over 82 degrees. The previous record was 81.8. So yeah, hottest July on a record. You just lived through history. But again, we hadn't broken that since 1999. But the other thing to remember is July 2019 was also a very hot July. Now here's what jumps out at me. So hottest July on record, but no individual day records. So every day that went by, as hot as they were, even though they were 97, 98 degrees, they didn't break that day's record. And it didn't happen all month. That's pretty incredible to be that hot. Even the 100 day, the record was 101. So it's pretty impressive that we put together a, a month-long string 
that hot and not one daily record. Very impressive. Very impressive. Now, the other side of July was very dry, too. So not only hot, but very, very dry. And uh, we hate to see that because then you start talking about the potential for some drought. So we're talking about our uh, hurricane that's coming up the coast uh, as we record this. Uh, you know, this is Isaias. Isaias. <laughs> it's so hard to pronounce. It's been a fun thing in the weather community to try to, to talk about Isaias. Isaias. Anyway, coming up the coast and uh, uh, perhaps bringing some rain or helping to spread some rain northward as we uh, go up along the east coast. But uh, very active tropical season so far. We up to the I name, the eighth name in the in the list. Now, some of these things, if you've been listening to me, I'm a little questionable about whether they should be named. We had one that was strictly post-tropical, meaning it was uh, origin way north and uh, kind of had a cold core center. So uh, for a tropical system, you have to have a warm core. Uh, so a couple of these name storms, two, maybe three of them were questionable. But nonetheless, a very active season. We knew we had a lot of hot uh, ocean and Gulf water to, to work with, especially along the East Coast. And of course, that's where we've seen the development in the Gulf of Mexico near the coast, in the along the eastern seaboard as well. So we continue to see an active pattern as we move on towards fall. Now, this can be a good thing because we talked about the fact that July was too dry. And oftentimes, it takes an old tropical system to bring in that much needed rain and help make up our deficit uh, that we may be dealing with. So this is usually what we count on. What we don't want is flooding and too much rain and the bad weather that may go with it. So we usually count on a tropical system um, that gives us a chance to, um, you know, break that drought and start to bring in uh, a little bit better weather. So we're kind of in that right now. So I see a whole pattern cha change here as we move on into August. We're not going to be under that big ridge or that dome of high pressure, we call it, that's been giving us those hot, steamy days of July. So as the dog days wind down, then we'll get a little more uh, more normal temperatures. I think we're going to stay above average uh, precipitation-wise as we head through August. I don't know about your lawn. My lawn has turned brown. So now we get a chance to... Um, to recover a little bit as we head through August. Uh, so we brought up the D word. I hate mentioning that, but uh, I was looking at the drought monitor. There is a, a Pennsylvania drought monitor that you can actually uh, check out on the web. So just type out uh, PA drought monitor. It'll come up. And if you look at the map with me, so kind of picture that in your head right now, the eastern side of the state is okay. They've had a good bit of rain. If you think about how our systems came through, the ones we did have in July, uh, they would really in, be invigorated once they got past, say, the Susquehanna. So especially as you got into Schuylkill. Berks, uh, even Lancaster County and, and Chester County, that's where uh, rainfall has been a little more plentiful. So if you look at the drought monitor map and you kind of imagine the Susquehanna as the dividing line, the eastern side of the state has been uh, okay as far as precipitation goes. But west of the Susquehanna, that's where we start to see abnormally dry. That's kind of the lower end of the scale. And then we get into what's called moderate, uh, moderate drought, and that includes parts of uh, Mifflin, Juniata, uh, I think a little bit of Snyder County, uh, Union County. So there are areas in our viewing area that are what we call moderate drought. So we're not, the next thing on the list is severe. So we're not quite there yet, but uh, if we were to continue on this very dry pattern, then we'd be headed there. So we're just kind of just in the first stages of, again, what we call moderate drought. But uh, we know from talking to local farmers and maybe just around your house, you know it's been abnormally dry. So I think that was the weird thing about July is that, 
you know, we're used to having a string of hot days for maybe five days, and then you get a cold front that comes through and it brings some rain and kind of knocks us back to normal. That just didn't happen over the last month or so, and uh, we didn't get that break in the drought that we usually get. So that's something we're going to be monitoring moving forward. I'm encouraged, though, that what I see uh, in the longer-term forecast that I do see uh, temperatures more normal, so not nearly as hot, and then uh, above-average precipitation. So, again, check out the U.S. Uh, it falls under a U.S. drought monitor, but it's the Pennsylvania drought monitor. If you just type that in, you'll see the latest map, and you'll see we're doing okay east of the Susquehanna and pretty darn dry west of the Susquehanna. So uh, that's kind of our forecast as we head on into uh, the rest of the summer. We get more normal activity as we work our way through August. I think we're we're going to see uh, a little bit uh, more normal precipitation and, and, and more normal temperatures. So that's all right with me. Uh, again, I do think we have a lot more activity as far as uh, hurricane season goes. So now as the season grows along, um, you know, these have formed... Uh, you know, a little closer to home, but now uh, with Isaisis and a couple of these other storms, we'll start to see them form out uh, towards Africa, coming off Africa as a, as a potential wave and then uh, working their way into storm or hurricane status. So that's kind of where we look now. We've had those ones along the Gulf early in the season, and now we'll look out into the Atlantic for uh, for ones that persist and move across the Atlantic. So uh, look for more activity as far as the tropics go. That's going to be interesting. So uh, the thing I always like to remind folks about this time of year is flood insurance. As we get back into a little more rainy pattern, uh, it's a good idea to know that, uh, you know, if there's an active system and you have to check with your uh, insurance company, if there's an active system out there, they will not write you a new policy. So in other words, if a if a storm's coming up the coast and you want to, oh my goodness, I got to go get flood insurance, they will not write that uh, until that storm has passed. So they're they're very aware of active storms and, and people trying to get protection at the last minute. So flood insurance is a separate thing from your regular homeowner's insurance. We always try to remind folks of that. Uh, even wind is different. Uh, it really depends on your policy. So if you think you're covered, don't assume that and make sure you check into uh, separate flood insurance. And not just if you're in a flood zone. I, I can tell you from, <laughs> from, from experience that we've had floods that, uh, you know, had nothing to do with the weather too. So make sure that you're covered the way you want to be covered. And this is a good time to do it because we're heading into the heart of hurricane season. And if you look at central PA historically, that's when we get some of our heaviest rains. And, and 2011, of course, jumps out at me as we had those back-to-back uh, -back tropical systems and we had that bad flooding around Labor Day. But uh, it's a good time to just kind of get everything in check and make sure you are covered the way you want to be covered. So I think that kind of covers most of what I wanted to talk about. So we did days. We did our hot July, hottest July on record. We talked about the drought. So we want you to keep tuning in to CBS 21. Uh, and of course, we'll keep you up to date. But if there's anything that you'd like us to cover or let us know, you can always reach out to us on our social media platforms or on our website. Uh, we always appreciate hearing from you. And uh, it really has made a difference in our forecasting. I think that, that we get some great pictures from you guys when not just bad weather, but just beautiful sunsets or uh, the comet. That was a pretty cool thing. A lot of folks uh, gave us pictures of the Comet Neowise. Um, so anything like that, we love hearing from you and inter interacting with you uh, on our social media. So once again, thank you for listening to the It's Raining Mets podcast. If you are just new to this, you can go back and uh, we've got all the uh, old podcasts archived here as well. So on behalf of Steve and Stacy and Ed, it's meteorologist Tom Russell as we sign off another episode of It's Raining Mets. <laughs>